Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. Now let's get to the news. And we've got the latest sales number for the U.S. market from last month. They don't look very good. Total sales barely topped 1 million units, down 3% from a year ago, but down 25% from the month before. The SAR only came to 15.1 million units. Automakers are blaming the Arctic vortex that dumped record snowfall and sent thermometers plunging to super low temperatures. And no doubt that did keep a lot of new car shoppers out of the showrooms, but some automakers had a pretty good month. The top five gainers include Subaru, up a stunning 19%. I guess when the weather is bad, people really like the idea of buying an all-wheel drive vehicle. Jaguar and Land Rover were up 15%. Nissan posted a strong gain of almost 12%. Chrysler was up nearly 8%, although that was almost exclusively thanks to the new Cherokee, which posted another strong month. Mitsubishi is showing some signs of life again, with sales growing more than 4%, and BMW was up 3%. The five biggest losers were Volvo, down a choking 22%. The VW Group fell over 13%. GM and Mazda dropped nearly 12%, and Ford was down more than 7%. The top 10 selling models included the Ford F-150, Chevy Silverado, the Ram Pickup, which came awfully close to the Silverado, the Toyota Camry and Corolla, the Nissan Altima and Honda Civic, the Ford Fusion, the Honda Accord, and the Ford Escape. Very interestingly, Passenger cars, as a group, saw their sales go down while trucks were up. In fact, 53% of all vehicles sold were trucks compared to 49.9% a year ago. With fuel prices moderating, American consumers are moving back into bigger vehicles. And remember, the truck category includes pickups, crossovers, SUVs, and vans. Well, we just got the fuel economy numbers for that 3-liter V6 diesel in the Ram 1500. The EPA says it will deliver 20 miles per gallon in the city and 28 highway, which is good for a combined rating of 23 mpg. Now we'll have to see if Ford can beat that number with its aluminum F-150. The Ram 1500 Eco Diesel is priced just over $25,000 and goes on sale this Friday. Toyota just reported its latest financial results, and the numbers are staggering. The company's sales were 6.8 million vehicles, up only 2.3%, but its revenue was nearly up 18% to, are you ready, $191 billion. Its operating profit shot up nearly 80% to more than $18 billion, and its net profit skyrocketed to $15 billion. Those financial numbers blow away every other automaker, and guess what? These are only the results for the first nine months of Toyota's fiscal year, which ends in March. In other words, the final numbers will be even bigger. So how can Toyota post such big gains with sales up only a modest amount? It overwhelmingly has to do with the depreciation of the yen, the result of a deliberate policy of the Japanese government. Look for U.S. and European automakers to start complaining even louder 
about currency manipulation. We've been talking a lot about vehicle-to-vehicle communication with the possibility of autonomous cars hitting our roads in the next five years or so, and now it just took one big step closer to being the law. The U.S. DOT's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration announced that it will begin taking the steps to enable V2V or vehicle-to-vehicle communication because it believes that vehicles which can talk with one another can prevent accidents. It would first mandate applications that provide drivers with a warning, but in the future, NHTSA could mandate applications that operate the vehicle itself. In the coming weeks, the administration will release its analysis of data it gathered from a year-long V2V pilot program, and then will begin its work on a regulatory proposal. The big showdown over whether the UAW will ever organize a transplant is about to happen. Next week, Volkswagen workers at the company's plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee, will vote on whether or not they want the UAW to represent them and set up a works council. The vote will be conducted by the National Labor Relations Board between the 12th and 14th of this month. And believe me, everyone in the U.S. auto industry is going to be watching this one. Whichever the way the vote goes is going to have significant implications. A victory for the union will send shivers down the spines of every other transplant. A defeat for the union could well seal its fate as an inconsequential player that will slowly fade away. Could gradient surfaces be the next big thing in automotive interiors? Beneke Calico, an automotive supplier and part of Continental, is coming out with what it calls tepio foil. It's a single sheet of material that transitions from one color to another, almost looking like it's been spray painted on. The two-tone interior technology will make its debut on the dashboard of the Alfa Romeo Mito. Notice how part of the dash fades from black to red or from red to black. What do you think about this? Let us know what you think in the comments section of today's show. Coming up next, getting the exhaust tones right in an American muscle car. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. Recently, we got to test drive the new Chevy SS in sunny California. As you know, the SS is made by GM Holden in Australia, and we were especially interested in how the Aussies got the exhaust tone right for the American market. As you probably know, the Chevy SS has got a Corvette engine in it, but dropping a big honking V8 in a car like this isn't enough. You gotta get the sound just right. Well, in terms of, uh, in terms of the legislation around exhaust, there's a very substantial difference between the allowed noise here in the US market and the Australian market. Uh, around 3 dB, which is about half the sound pressure level. So we're used to an environment where we're always trying to just pare it back a little bit and keep it a bit quieter just to get through that noise level. In this car, I really encourage the guys to say, hey, we've got 3 dB more to play with. Let's make the most of it. Let's make a sound that, that makes people smile when you start the car and, and when you drive past that there's a particular note and a, and a description of the car that you leave behind orally. So. You know, I said to the guys, look, I want to be 0.1 of a dB underneath the legal limit. And I want this car to have as much, you know, low frequency, meaty, meaningful sound as we can get in it. 
and we played around with lots of components. We all had ideas, we had the supplier trying this, trying that, and then just finally one day after lots of fiddling, we just came together with what seemed like the perfect sound. And, uh, you know, a group of 10 people get together, some of them were saying it's too loud, some were too quiet, some was more like this, more like that. But in the end, this was just the one that seemed to hit that sweet spot. And um, I, I guess for me, I, I have the pleasure of having one of these in my driveway. I started up in the morning to drive to work, and often when I get home, my 16-year-old son says, I heard you're leaving for work, Dad. I love that car. And all you heard was the, was the exhaust sound. So uh, it's very pleasing to get to that point. You know, a recording of that exhaust tone just does not capture it the way our ears do. Hey, remember to join us this Thursday night when our guest will be Nancy Joya, who's the head of mobility and electrification at Ford. If you want to know what's happening in the world of hybrids, electrics, and other forms of propulsion and transportation, this is it. Nancy is a great friend of Autoline, and we look forward to having her back this Thursday night, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.